Podcasting from Astrolab Studios, this is Continuum Drag, a weekly podcast where we revisit sci-fi fantasy and just plain weird shows that have faded from the collective consciousness and didn't quite make the impact that they intended. This week, Harsh Realm, episodes five and six. Hobbs, I've met people here. People I knew in the real world. It's her. No, it just looks like her. Everybody in the world has a copy here. That's how this whole thing is set up. But they're just VC files, not people. She recognized me. She knows who I am. She doesn't know she's part of some game. She doesn't know what's happened to you. She thinks this is all real. She's in pain. How different is that from what you feel? So you're going to what, throw her over your shoulder? It's going to be hard enough for us to get out of this place with these bugs in our heads. I'm not going to let her die here. And I'm not getting killed so she can die somewhere else. Welcome to Continuum Drag, the podcast that has a strange upswing in yoga-centric Instagram followers lately. That's true. What's up with that, Jordan? Are we good to listen to you, when you do yoga? I don't know. It seemed like one woman uh, who really likes yoga started following us, and then a lot, of, a lot of other women who like yoga thought, yeah, this is something for me. I want to know more about 1994's tech war. Great, great. Yeah. Uh, that voice you're hearing is my co-host, Jordan. I'm Luke, and we have a special treat today. We're joined by a guest, our uh, good friend, Courtney. How you doing, Courtney? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Also, Thank Dwayne's here. We should mention that Dwayne is sitting here silently. Yes, Dwayne, our engineer, is sitting here silently, um, helping us get Courtney set up and ready for this episode. Hi, Dwayne. <laughs> He's waving. Also, the lights are a lot different today. We dim the lights. It's really romantic in here. Mm-hmm. It's a good time to have a guest on the podcast. So, Courtney. Yes. What? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> going great so far everybody uh so great what did you know about harsh realm before you joined the show to watch these two episodes to be honest i didn't know anything about it uh when you asked me to come on the show and told me what the show was going to be you said did i know who chris carter was which i found very offensive because of course i watched x files but other than that i knew who he was but like i just said i didn't know any that he really did anything else after that so uh nothing zero i and i tried not to i even skipped your podcast today in preparation because I went in blind with these two episodes, which was maybe a mistake because I had no idea what was going on. No, which no, we no. Can no. Talk that's, about. That's, that's the normal feeling that viewers have while watching Harsh Realm. It's confusion, a little bit of anger, and then sadness as the credits come on. I definitely have a lot of questions, which I'm looking forward to getting into. Well, this leads me to my next question here. Not for these two episodes, but if you were to tell someone what this show was, like a log line for this show, what would you say it was, Courtney? Well, considering most of what I figured out about the show came from the uh, intro sequence, where I got a lot of extra tips, it seemed like they're trapped in some sort of video game or something. Um, Alternate reality, maybe. Two main guys, uh, pretty cool actor, Terry O'Quinn, who I never saw in those two episodes, so I feel real cheated. Um, Other than that, (laughs) I'm not really sure. It is true. He gets, he has um, like an actual regular cast billing and he's not in every episode. He's the real He's William the third Shatner. list person. Yeah. And that made me think of, of Shatner actually. I think Waters is saying. not even listed and he's, and he's in more episodes. I have a, I have a story about him. Oh, good. We'll, uh, we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. Uh, don't not, let me forget I've, ar- I've already let, I've already made it sound like better than it is, but it's okay. <laughs> Perfect. Just like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously we've talked a little bit about Harsh Realm. It came out between like 1999 and 2000. Um, so if you weren't watching Harsh Realm, what, what were you doing in 1999? So 99, I would have been in uh, second year university, third year university. I started in 98. So yeah, yeah that, make, that math makes sense. And uh, yeah, going to film school. All right. And this is a sub question of that since we asked it when we started this episode. Is ha- it kind of premiered and ran over the course of the millennium. What, what did you do for the millennium, Courtney? What was your party? Oh my goodness. I I don't remember, to be honest, what I did for the millennium, but I do remember one of my best friends growing up, Scott Robin, Ty and I wanted to go to um, Times Square when we were like six. Like we had this idea, like when it was 2000, we were going to go because we used to spend every year together. We did not do that. He just had a baby. Congratulations. Shout out to Scott Robitaille. Yeah. But um, no, I have no idea what I did for the actual party. So hold on. What, what did that have to do with Scott Robitaille? 
what I did on the Millennium. Uh, oh, you hung out with him. I didn't. What we I only remember what I used. We talked about it so much growing oh, up. Oh, I see. Because we're gonna we're gonna be to. adults and we're gonna be able to go down and party. I think I was at a house party. Oh. Nothing. I, I nothing thought it was a say. setup for something. That's why it's not. It's not, and it's not a hockey player. It sounds like it could be, but it's not. That's Luke Robitaille. For all those Luke Robitaille fans out there from the mid-90s. I know about as much about sports as I do about uh, 90s uh, sci-fi, so get ready. Oh, I'm ready. (laughs) Um, I did think of something, like, just because I was, when I was trying to take some notes, when you said, what did I know about the show, which was nothing, you know, when it starts up, you know, the car, pretty cool. That's what the pictures are on this thing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it looks like the DeLorean. It's not a DeLorean, but I did an image search. It looked kind of like it. So, again, not very much knowledge about the car, but I was pretty psyched that the um, car was in both episodes. So that was consistent. For the the listener, Courtney's notes actually have photos of both the DeLorean and the car from the show. I did it for this. But anyway, (laughs) the other thing that I was super, super excited about, which is way more exciting than this car picture, D.B. Sweeney. You did not tell me D.B. Sweeney was in the show. Yeah, he seems... Now, here's the thing. What is he normally from? Because we haven't okay. had, we haven't gone through Sweeney? and... Okay. We, yeah, we haven't done the whole, like, what are these actors stuff? But I know that he's popular because everything I've looked at, people are like, D.B. Sweeney. Yeah. So he's more popular than Harsh Realm. So Absolutely. tell me what you know. So have you guys heard about a little known, or not so little known, I guess, but um, a movie called uh, The Cutting Edge from the 90s, I think. Dwayne's giving a thumbs up. He right? knows. Someone so told me about this basically, recently. and we absolutely have to treat ourselves later to watch the trailer because <laughs> it is amazing. I watched it last night and prepped for this. Um, it was my best friend's, um, maybe still favorite movie growing up. I, I, it, it's I watched it fifty times, and it's about um, a skater, and it'll, uh, he plays a hockey player, and then they become teammates to go back to the Olympics and. There's a great line where they just say toe pick and anyone that has seen the movie, they will remember. And it is fantastic. So I was very happy to see him on this show. He was also in um, Fire in the Sky, which I really liked growing up. Also. Oh, yeah, I remember Fire in the Sky. Yeah. So that's a little bit more in theme with the show. Yeah, that's yeah. maybe that's why Chris Carter cast. Him. Yeah. Hey, have you ever seen a movie 50 times? 50 times? Yeah. Never. Oh, no, wait. Jurassic Park. I knew you were going to say that. If I had seen a movie 50 times, you know, what? weirdly what it probably would have been is The Fugitive. Every time I was sick from school and I was like, I was like, there's a movie to watch. I'm like, let's see if he catches one armed man. 100%. I've lost my train of thought already. D.B. Sweeney. You like D.B. Sweeney. Well, I liked him that I remembered him and I was like, that guy looks familiar. And then almost immediately his name came up on the uh, credits, which did remind me of what I was going to say because you know who else is in The Cutting Edge? Terry O'Quinn. So, oh, well, oh, well, how about that? Maybe that's how they found each other. I don't know. I don't know if the listener is aware. Uh, I don't know if you've, I've been this, but listen to this. But uh, DB Sweeney is Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Sorry. Of course. No, it's okay. That's yeah, which is still, every, it's still, we're into episode five and six. And still at this point, it's funny that his it name is It is funny. I, I wrote that down too. At like, no, and not even like a, oh, that's hilarious. It's like, what? that's dumb. Why the name Pinocchio? He's, he's really got a Batman voice, and I, I noticed <laughs> yeah. also, like, which is not his character in the only thing I really remember him in, so it was fun he's, to see He's him not like usually... Uh... The other guy's pretty hot, too, though, for oh. a early 90s. So I was in. I was in from that. Fun point. fact about D.B. Sweeney. Do you know what D.B. stands for? No. Dick balls. Do you want to know what it we'll, really stands for? We'll, we'll cut that. <laughs> <laughs> what does it stand for, Cardi? Well, I don't know actually what it stands for, but I know that apparently they say it's because every other version of his name, his actual name, was taken by somebody in the Screen Actors Guild. Mm. They try not to have the same name, so he just shortened his names to that. So what are the I I'd actually, I didn't do enough research. I, it, I tried to do a little bit of research, but not too much. It sounds to me like you almost like D.B. Sweeney as much as you do like Christian Slater. Not possible. <laughs> but if you guys want to watch another show with him in it, I don't think he was in a lot of old TV shows, though. So. Christian Slater? Yeah. Movies. Mm, no, TV. he was in a lot of movies. He's been in some shows that didn't quite make yeah, the mark, fair enough. but that's a different podcast. But that's not why you came to the podcast. You want to hear about Harsh Realm, mm-hmm. not not uh, Christian Slater movies from the 1990s? No, definitely not. But if you need an expert, let me know. All right. Should we get into it then? Yeah, let's I think it. so. All right. Let's start off with episode five, Reunion. As his real mother dies of cancer, Hobbes meets and nurses her dying counterpart in Harsh Realm. It's a real uh, downer way to start this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have to say, though, these two episodes, and we'll get, obviously, Courtney's opinion. We, I think I mentioned this in the, in the previous episode that after episode three, Chris Carter stopped writing these. I think <laughs> he was still a showrunner, showrunner, but different writers are writing these. And it's clearly gone up a level in terms of quality since he stopped writing it. At least I think so. Maybe, maybe we'll have different 
feelings as we go through these. But I think these two episodes compared to the last two episodes and then especially compared to the first two episodes have each gone up a level. Oh, that's good to hear. I In mean, my humble opinion. That terrifies me. Okay, well that's well that's I was good. I going to say that should make you happy, Courtney, but apparently it Well, I mean it's happy that I it's happy I'm oh, not going to go back and watch the rest of it. Trust me, now. don't watch the pilot. It's it's atrociously bad. Okay, great. I wish I could re- I wish we could go back in time, Luke, into some sort of harsh realm and I could re-review that and give it like a 1. I mean, that's not how harsh realm works, but okay. Yeah. Uh does it not have some early it's they when they go back in World War 2. Can we not go back to 3 weeks Oh right, we'll go through the simulation glitch yeah. that takes us to the yeah. early podcast. Where we where we keep doing the same hour over and over. That's our hell. It's okay, Courtney. This is just for Luke and I. No, it's it's really <laughs> fun. I just I uh I just hope we're going to go over like can you explain some of the rules cuz that's what I spent most of the time like I really didn't know it was No, happening. that's good actually. And should we talk about some of the rules as we've learned them so far in, in Harsh Realm? Because I assume that they're not established right at the front. Sure, I mean if you want to go through I'm trying to think what the rules are. So Well, here's what we here's what we've learned about Harsh Realm. So this may or may not make it more clear for you. Harsh Realm is a military computer program that was created so soldiers could train military type actions military battles in simulation now somehow this was taken over by a man named santiago who who you won't see in these episodes Mm -hmm. (laughs) so he's the big bad guy he's taken it over somehow so the military keeps sending people into the game to try to kill him so that they can get the game back and in the game uh, things are sometimes weird, sometimes not, but it's supposed to be an exact replica of our world. And how they did that was they scanned everyone in the world. So whatever you look like in the world, you end up in the game. It really doesn't hold up the actual world building. And through each episode, you're like, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. And the reason it doesn't make sense is it's not a very, it's not a very well thought out program. Is that, that's about right? That's Luke? about right. That makes, helps a lot. I did not yeah. glean and that, that took us, much. To be fair, that took Luke and I about till episode two or three to figure that out because okay. it's, I will say Melanie made a good point this week when she didn't watch it. She asked me, she's like, didn't you tell me the simulation was designed so they could go in and f- like prepare for battles? Mm. I'm like, yeah. He's like, but the soldiers die if they die in the game. So wouldn't you just be killing your actual soldiers? How are they training? Wait, they die yeah. if they actually die in real yeah, life? Yeah. So I forgot. So the game is populated by what they call VCs, which are... Virtual characters. virtual characters of people. So if you were in the game, there could be a fake version of you. Mm-hmm. But real people can go into the game. But if you die in Harsh Realm, your body dies in the real world. Like it kills your brain. It's just like if you use an Oculus Rift or something. Yeah. You you, just, well, people are dying left, right, and center die. using those. So the two main characters are copies of themselves or actually in the game? They're both in the game. As real people. Yeah. They can't get out. They're military guys that got I, into the game and they can't get out. Are we getting off track, Luke? No, I mean... They are copies of themselves. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if that helps. I mean, I... Well, let's go through it. And okay. let's go through it as if and you, you have questions you can along the way. Because okay. somehow Luke and I now become an expert because I, I think we're it. the only people who've watched this many episodes. Great. Well, yeah, I read that it got canceled after three episodes or something. Yeah, and we're in, and we're and in episode five, five and I know, six. I, that, so yeah, so you're one of a handful of people. <laughs> Even Chris Carter didn't watch no this No one in my far. office knew what I was talking about, so... All right. Uh, so this episode starts with Hobbes and Pinocchio taking a trip to find Hobbes's childhood home in Harsh Realm. I, I, I mean, it looks like everything else in Harsh Realm in that it's a burnt out building. And what I like, though, it had your classic thing in TV, which is people seemingly go on a long car ride. And then as soon as they get to their location, they get to the car and like, why are we here again? And I'm like, you guys couldn't have had this conversation on the <laughs> entire car ride. So that, that thing happens where they get to Hobbes' home and, and uh, Pinocchio in his usual gruff way is like, there's nothing going to be here. Oh, I, I was wrote, like, well, why did you drive him all the way? I wrote down what he wrote because they've taken a long road trip yeah. to, I guess, maybe find Hobbes' mom. And Pinocchio's response to arriving is, whatever you're looking for, someone has already eaten it, yeah. banged it, or burnt it. Yeah, yeah. Now, now let me ask. When he said banged it, did he mean yeah, I th- banged yeah. it? Or I, did he mean I like think banged he was telling it? Him his... I don't think he was talking about car crashes. <laughs> right. I, that was a right. very rude thing to say to someone about their mother. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, I really banged that girl last night. You wouldn't believe the insurance rates after that car accident. That sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my qu- immediate questions in the beginning of the show was um, how serialized it was. Again, watching the second uh, five till to six, I was like, not very much because they don't like did in the episode previous to this. Did they go looking for the or did they just start the episode? They just started. They, just started. Have they mentioned his mother. Ever? No, never. Have no. We even and I ha- guarantee they never will again. Well, no, because she's been erased. Why would you need to 
when she was boring. What about yeah. the what about the um, <laughs> By the way, Courtney's saying the woman who's dying of cancer was very boring to her. Well, oh, cancer, move yeah, on. Well, I just thought it was so convenient. Get lupus at least. But and then the fiance, is she in it more than once? Yes. Okay, yes. That's fine. We can Sophie, get back to her. Yeah. We'll we'll get to Sophie. Boring, um, boring Sophie. Yeah. They go to this house, there's nothing there. They immediately get caught in nets that are shot at them. Yeah, yeah that was funny. And once again, they're terrible, terrible military guys. They're always walking around corners and getting caught by stuff. Yeah, people just throw nets over them and drag them off to some forced labor camp. Yeah. Which is like a lumber mill that's creating yeah. wood so that Santiago can build his empire. Yeah, because they said he was subcontracting it. And I like that he's uh, really diversifying his uh, his fortunes there in Harsh Realm. Yeah, yeah. Did you uh, did you guys catch who the mill owner was? The yes, the it was uh, a what's his name? Toby. What's his face? What's he from? He's uh, Tobin Bell. Tobin Bell. He's Jigsaw in the Saw movies. Oh, I definitely have not seen those. But I almost worked ha- on one one. But he has uh, he has a great opening, which is the character keeps taking baths. Yeah, I love oh. that. He's always in the bathtub. That is, it keeps coming up. And That's I, a great I, character I, I, trend. I, I, so what would you say about the guy? <laughs> well. He takes a lot of baths. In really dirty thing. water. He's not even bathing himself. He has a woman there no. who bathes him. Don't even, no, I you know have some stories. I saw, I saw that and I thought, but this is how you should be using these VCs. They keep trying to tell the audience that like they're real people, but they're not. They're a computer. I'm like, yeah, why not have this person bathe you? They're not a real person. Well, then there's no, there's no stakes at all then. Exactly. But I think exactly I think I there's no yeah. stakes at all in Harsh Realm. Yeah, fair. All right, Luke. Anyway. This is going to be real hard for you to stay on track. Let me tell you now. No, no. This is actually going just fine. This is getting through a lot of things we need to talk about this episode. Anyway, so old Tobin Bell's getting a bath from a lady. They bring Pinocchio and Hobbs in. They're now slaves of this lumber mill. Yeah. And in order to keep them there, they take out what they call skull bugs. I Ugh. loved it. I love the skull bugs. Ugh, I gross. wish there was more things like this in the show. I'm like, yes, finally, something weird and science fiction-y. Uh, skull bugs. It felt like that felt very X-Files. A skull yeah. bug is a little tiny robot drone with kind of a drill on its nose. They shoot into the back of your skull and it like crawls up. And then if you try to do something or escape, the guards will point a laser pointer at your forehead which I guess allows the skull It's bug. like a magnet thing. It will pull it out. So like the skull bug drills through the center of your head, out your brain, and then out your forehead. But it's the, a very complicated way of controlling someone. But the thing that was saying. crazy about that, and again, this is me not understanding the world, was when that happened, they didn't die. No, I know. I thought the guy was going to die. So well, we're jumping You're ahead. You're just lobotomized. One, one, yeah. one guy has it happen. And then he, I was like, oh, well, he's dead. And it's like then he's later on, he's just like raking up or something. Yeah. And I thought, well, just do that to everyone then if they can still work. Why not just have them be mindless zombies? I mean, he wasn't very good at his job afterward. Right, fair enough. Luke, can I say one more thing? Yeah, yeah, go for (laughs) it. White eyes? What was that? Was that that established before? Because they were like zombies. No, No. I loved them. So I I thought maybe that's what was going to happen to the people after they got their drill bit accidents happen. No, no, that makes sense. That they would turn into these zombies. But I was like, okay, this is a show about zombies? No. But they don't really have... They just have white eyes. This is never explained or ever gotten into on the show the guards that work for tobin bell all have white eyes oh it's all the guy like all the, the guards okay. just at the lumber mill oh okay yeah it's never gone into he just right. kind of has like giant zombie looking guards who <laughs> I, they never get into it and they keep calling them hunters yeah, yeah. Um, I, guess I think I think it was in an earlier script. There was something, and that got <laughs> got left they, off. It, they forgot, and they just bought yeah. just because they forgot to change that line. They had everyone put white contacts yeah. on, got a special contact exactly. guy in for the episode. Yeah, that makes sense. They spent a lot of money to not get into. Yeah, but yeah, uh, they're now slaves of the lumber mill, and uh, they actually get a big bit of a surprise because after uh, Pinocchio gets beat up for mouthing off his specialty, yeah, a medic comes by to look at him and uh, pulls Hobbs aside and he's like, I've got a special treat for you upstairs. And when they get up there, the medic has Hobbs's VC mother dying of cancer above the mill. I, I guess because she must have worked there at some point, but he's been yeah. like, I guess he's got a little hospice for her. He's well, built. it was weird because, I mean, you're going to get into the, into the weeds here, but it's like, oh, how would she even know that? Like, did she describe yeah. him? She's like, okay, if a little weird little Weasley blonde guy comes by, it might be my son. So just, you know, I'll probably be in a coma at that point, but just bring him on up. You know, it's like, how, anyways, it doesn't really matter. But the whole point is that the mom's dying in Harsh Realm and she's also dying in the yeah. real world is what in you the, find. In this cutaway, basically, we go back to the real world where his fiance Sophie 
is giving a whole bunch of voiceover about how she's going to visit his mother in the hospital because she's also dying of cancer. And basically, anytime Hobbs goes to visit his mom in Harsh Realm, we're going to cut back. We aren't going to. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. But the show cuts back and just has yeah. Sophie hanging out with the mom. The only important thing to say about Sophie is that she says at one point, because her voiceover is always letters that she's writing to Hobbs, and they write letters back and forth. And she says at one point that... Um, since he's been gone, if uh, hours feel like years, and I thought that's exactly how the viewers feel watching Harsh Realm, or especially especially those sequences with her in them. Yeah, the poor woman and the actress, she has nothing to do. They literally have her at one point just like looking out a window wistfully. That's all she does. That's the scene. She looks out a window. They don't know what to do with her. Can we also talk about the transitions between those two worlds and how awful they are? Yeah, they're great. How did you describe them? I've tried before. It's like, from Transformers. Um, Nothing like that. No, it's like, it's like, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I can't reference that, but uh, little box, what are they? Pixels, like pixels going across the screen. Yeah, it's like a pixel wipe. Yeah, I a guess, pixel wipe is, is exactly closest. what it is. And it was super cheesy. It's very, it's very cheesy, but it's the only... Just in case we didn't know what was real and what was Harsh Realm, and that's when I was like, oh, they're going to do this every episode. They're going to go back to the real world. Apparently not, because I watched an entire episode and they didn't do it, so again, They only go back every couple episodes. Well, that's an all right thing. Do you have any questions about Sophie before we move on? Um, is she boring? Yes. Did she? Does she think that he's dead, or does she think that he is part of a military operation and she can't... Is he part, like, she's not sure? She was told he was dead. That's mean. But a mysterious X-Files-style deep throat woman... Woman. ...told right. her that perhaps he's not. Was it Florence, who also doesn't show up in this episode? And no, I missed Florence. her completely after watching her in six? Don't worry, Florence, uh, they don't know what to do with her either. Well, we'll talk about that later, but yeah. I liked her, and I want to see Oh, yeah, more. she's a better character I'll, than the main I'll, characters. This is good to bring up right now, actually. Because um, they talk because about Because Pinocchio finds out about... Hobbs is like dying VC mother at this point and they bring up Florence is the name of the mute woman who they've never named up to this point this has oh, been that's amazing four I was episodes, like who's this character yeah and they finally give her a name in an episode she isn't even in yeah. yeah but she has this magical ability to heal people in Harsh Realm that's never been explained right um but in this particular episode they do note that um even if they took Hobbs's mom out of this mill this this VC woman Florence wouldn't be able to heal her because the cancer was scanned into the code and she can only like cure damage that was caused in game. I guess it's yeah. like health insurance. Well, here's a pre Well, that's what they implied, not implied. They explicitly stated is that how you looked and what your condition was when you were scanned is how you are like in the game. So if you had like an unfortunate boil, you're going to have a boil in Harsh Realm. If you had a herpes flare up, you got a herpes flare up in Harsh Realm. That's what we're learning. So this unfortunate woman had cancer. And so she's like, hey, look, I'm a digital person with cancer. Like, it's terrible. Was the medic sort of like, like he felt like a little omnipresent. Like he was like magical. Was he, was he magical? I don't know. Like, he does that seemed exi- magical. Does that exist he did seem world? magical. Not because, up to this point. Okay. But you right. go back to him. He, but does, I, he does seem magical. He knows who Creepy Hobbs and magical. Is. He's taking care of this woman. That he connects them. He does seem magical. Okay. Um, also, at this point, I'm just going to bring it up because it comes up in every episode. But when Hobbes tells Pinocchio about his dying mother in Harsh Realm, I think every episode Pinocchio goes on a long explanation about how it's not a real person. Yeah, he has to he has to keep explaining to Hobbes every episode because every episode Hobbes is like, I got to save this person. Mm-hmm. And Pinocchio's like, they're not real people. It's it's a visual recreation. And every episode he's like, it doesn't matter. I got to save this person. Right. And it's like, it's literally not real. And ev- he's clearly, he. I actually think at this point, he may have a learning disability. Because he, he has, he, they've explained it down to him several times. And they're like, I think, I think you might, you this, might have a problem. This episode, I started thinking, maybe I'm just a bad person. Maybe I should be more empathetic to like these non-player characters. Like I maybe I shouldn't be driving over them in Grand Theft Auto Five. If I was in Harsh Realm, I'd just be killing them all, just like just burning them all down and be like, not Westworld. No, it's not Westworld. Oh, <laughs> but these uh, violent delights have violent ends, Jordan. <laughs> oh wow! Ooh, it's like we planned. Very that. eloquent. We didn't, but oh, it's great. All he has to do is assassinate a Santiago, and he's fuffing around all the time. And all he's got to do is go grab a blowtorch, blow out all these people, walk up to the building, kill Santiago, go home, and uh, enjoy the baby that Sophie's going to be having because they've implied that she's pregnant. She's pregnant. I yeah, didn't I know. catch that at all. Yeah, oh, it, it doesn't. doesn't don't worry. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't. They just. She was a woman character, and they're like, what do women do? They get pregnant. <laughs> that was it. That's why she's pregnant. Yeah. 
and they look out windows wistfully. I mean, moving on, we'll, we'll try to get through the rest of this episode. There's a brief escape attempt by Pinocchio and a couple of workers that, like, fails. It was a pretty cool scene, actually. That was a good use of pipe and climbing and stuff. Like, I thought it was it shot w- pretty well. It was one of the better shot sequences. They kind yeah. of have all these low shots of them climbing up and down pipes as they're, like, trying to get out from under uh, the lumber mill. But um, all of that really leads to nothing other than... When these the two show. guys try to escape, the Tobin Bell notices that Hobbs and Pinocchio were both out of bed around the same time, so he suspects they were involved. Understandably. He's, he's also going to lobotomize them, but Hobbs challenges him to a, <laughs> yeah. a, a gamble of some sort? Yeah, it was weird. It's a, the rules were never clear on what he was offering either. Yeah, he sort of was like, instead of lobotomizing us now, what if I could escape? And then you don't lobotomize me. The guy's like, oh, a bet. Yeah. Well, he should have been like, no. I, he, well, he was uh, trying to prove that his uh, yes. hunters were so massive and, and superior. Like, to, to superior, it would probably act as a, a hard, harsher like warning to the other inmates. Inmates? I don't know what they are. Yeah, I guess. If to Fake prove people? Hobbs. But Hobbs doesn't even have a plan to get out. He actually is like, after he makes the bet, he's like, oh, I just made that bet to buy myself some more time more to time. hang out with my dying mom. And it's just yeah. Like, what? That's not a plan yeah. to the point this and this continues to escalate this non plan mm-hmm. because immediately after this Pinocchio is really worried about Hobbs getting killed. So he decides to fight one of the guards, although I don't know how that would help him in the bet. But what it did help us realize was apparently all you need to get rid of these little bugs in yeah. your head is get punched in the head a couple of times and then yeah, they I just know. come out by themselves. Yeah, that safely. was that was that was an easy way out. And they were just doctors like, I guess I'll just take this out of your head. It's like, yeah, that might be a good idea to take all these little bugs out of everyone's head. When Pinocchio fights this guard, he gets punched a couple times. And when the medic comes to help him, the skull bug just climbs back out the way it came in. And the medic's like, I guess when you get punched in the head. Yeah, the skull bug was like, I'm out of here. To be fair, they sort of used the gun to put them in that he had taken off the hunter guy. But still, it was a little too easy. Head wounds bleed a lot. Bleed a lot. (laughs) He was just ready you to heard, go. You heard it here from Courtney. Head wounds bleed a lot. They do. I've dropped a camera on somebody. It's hard. It doesn't work. That's a side story. Was that on purpose? No, it was in film school, though. A, a scoopic camera on a tripod too high above my actress slash friend who was in the scene. And I was adjusting something and it fell and it hit her in the head and then hit the floor. And I was like, oh, my God, the camera's hit the floor. And I looked up and it was just like gushing head wounds. And I'm like, OK, we're wrapped. We're going to the hospital. How many years did you get for manslaughter? Uh, she she survived. She actually invited me to her wedding. Which but she's think. the actress that only does roles where she lays down now, right? Yeah, I, it was the lady in the show, actually. Oh, Weird. right. What also a thankless role that this woman gets cast and what she is. She's like, you're like, you get to be in two universes. Oh, what do I do? You just lay in a bed. For both. You lay in a bed in both universes. Yeah. Dying of cancer. I'm going to back us up for two seconds. It's, this, is, this is a sequence with the fight is so hard to explain. But I guess it kind of, it matters to the plot, but it's so confusing. Pinocchio gets in a fight with his guard. He throws the guard's skull bug gun over a fence. Mm-hmm. And then the mill owner, Tobin Bell, is like, oh, go get your gun while he's laying on the ground. And he has a like a garage door button. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What became clear is he apparently has some sort of remote control that is able to it control, like it control elements. The gate. Yeah. It does. But, no, it, it doesn't. It at the beginning. You know, it didn't open the gate. It just erased, erased part of the it. gate. So oh, he has right. he has a button that is able to control certain elements of the universe. How yeah, we don't know glitches the gate out of existence in the game and then yeah. glitches it back into place. And so this un- poor unfortunate soul happened to be standing where the gate was. Yeah, when when the woman Tobin Bell forces to bathe him, she steals the button. And as the as the guard is standing mid gate, she turns it back on, and he is, uh, I guess, mate- the gate materializes in the center of him. Yeah. Um, hence, I guess, killing one guard. I don't know, really know what the point was other than the, for him to lose his button. Yeah, yeah he, he lost his button. That was, it. that was their way out because they didn't know that it was an option before that, I think. The, yeah, the girl does because she knows. About that she, thing, but. Yeah, she's his bath slave, I guess. Uh, it, it was very confusing, but I guess it got us to the point where they a had a button to escape and B knew how to get the bug out. Although I thought they were just going to now punch Hobbs in the face and they got his out also cause. But yeah, they just beat up another guard and used a gun to pull. It was a really weird sequence where like Mm -hmm. a lot of things kind of randomly happened. It was very strange. But yeah, basically at this point, Pinocchio doesn't have a bug anymore. Hobbs doesn't have a bug. And so they just raid Tobin Bell's. 
but it has a great scene though how they do it so tobin tobin's taken another bath as he loves doing and he starts getting a massage and he assumes it's the woman but it's it's pinocchio massaging him in a classic like oh no but what i was really hoping for was that he would just keep doing the massage for like a really really long time he's like and now your thighs and now your feet but he didn't it was just like a quick like can you believe it i switched places yeah, that that all wrapped funnier, up. Fair, it would have been funnier, but they had to wrap up like the whole story in about four seconds. So. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, because they now spend... we're out. Now we can get out. We've got the button. We've well. They had him. to have a lot of scenes of Sophie looking out that window. <sighs> Did yeah. we skip over the mom? Dog? No, no, we're yeah, getting okay. there. Because um, <laughs> I have notes on that. Because yeah, they basically now have control of the lumber mill, so they load Hobbs's VC mom into a truck because they're going to take her out of there. And like the medic and the woman who's being held captive there, they're like, oh, I guess you can all leave. And they're like, no, we're going to stay here. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was like, I'm a healer. It's my job to help people sort of thing. Wasn't but that what nobody it was? has to stay there now. They've defeated the bad guy. He just said he was a healer. He had to stay there. And even the woman who was forced to bathe Tobin Bell, she's like, oh, I'm going to stay at the mill as well, I think, now that yeah. I have this button. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's got. she said what her line was. It was... Uh... When she was leaving, she's like, I think I'll have someone drive me a bath. Oh, that's right. That's right, yeah. I wrote her, that down. Her whole thing was she now wanted to be a, a dictator. She she wanted Tobin Bell to give her a gross bath. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Same bath water, too. Oh, Ugh, God. Gross. But yeah, that this is where we're coming up to when his mom dies. Because they drive out of the camp and just drive her back to her gross, disgusting house. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. just right, drive yeah. her to like a nice hill with the sun rising to die on. They just like put her in a dark room of her own home to die in. They already paid for that location, Luke. Yeah, you're, you're right. <laughs> my my yeah. bad. Uh, and at this point, as she dies, we intercut between Harsh and the real world as Sophie watches the real mom die. And as they look into the mom's eyes, a portal opens and Sophie can see Hobbs and Harsh realm. And Hobbs can see Sophie in the real world through the dying mom's eyes. This is all new information, Courtney. This is all yeah, new, I, yeah. And I was like, this is... Yeah, mind blown. I was I was just like, A, so cheesy. Well, here's the thing, so, though. So, so cheesy. Here's the thing, though. They may be implying, and I might be giving too much to the show, that there is a connection between the two worlds that hasn't been revealed before, and that this woman who is now dying and so is somehow between two worlds is creating a connection now i, I don't know i may have been clumsily done but uh I, I i think you can read it that way i kind of feel like the writer's meant it to be like poetic i think this think is so? not actually a rule of harsh realm I I, that's what i thought i thought it was be- someone's idea of like it's very poetic my my hope was that they this was going to be something that was going to be explained in future episodes where there are other ways to get to harsh realm other than these military through chairs. Through a dying woman's eyes. Through a dying woman's eyes. Like, you hold on. You just dive in. <laughs> yeah, you just dive through Harsh Realm. Um, also, weirdly, between these two, and I think you might have were thinking this earlier when you talked about the magic medic, he is both... both. They reveal he's actually in the hospital mm-hmm. with the dying mom in the real world at the same time that he's in Harsh Realm, like, also kind of implying there's something magical about him. It, it's very weird. Well, he's it's the, the one that sort of tells, like, says that we can, like, I don't know. It's yeah, like, he seems to be, like, he has all kinds of magical knowledge. It, it doesn't If I hadn't looked up after, I would have thought he was Santiago because he seemed to have a lot of power, but I didn't know who he was yet, so. He's a, yeah, I don't think we'll ever see him again either. It was just a, it was a very strange episode that I think they were trying to draw a lot of. It was probably on his contract. Uh, that's five for five for Hobbs. He's killed five for five virtual sidekick characters. Yeah. Every episode, he's killed a different sidekick character he's received. Isn't Pinocchio his sidekick? No, every episode they have a one-off sidekick who appears in the episode, who Hobbs gets killed at Is They basically point. show up and like, I need someone who's uh, got a key. And they're like, I have a key. And that person shows up. You're like, that person will be dead by the end of the episode. Every episode, that's what happens. They're, it's it, the red shirt in Star Trek. That's what they are. And this time, it's his mom. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the um, reference. Sorry. In, in Star Trek. You don't need to explain it to me. It's okay. Let's move on. That's a different show. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. It's the 23rd century. All right. So uh, the Federation was formed. Um, no, here's what I want to mention is that there was something weird. And again, I think I keep trying to maybe create more of a world and mythology than the show and the writers have done. But something we've learned is that they already talked about how people are, have populated this world because they've been scanned. What was weird was that They've implied in this episode that what was also scanned was your memories and your personality because his mother was the same person she was in both worlds, right? And she was, and not only was she the same person, she had the same unfortunate disease, which was cancer. But in the first episode, when we see Sophie, it's just like 
a physical Sophie. She doesn't have the same memories because when Hobbs shows up, she doesn't even know who he is. And she's married to uh, his his best friend. So is there not an inconsistency there? Do you know what I mean? Mm, I guess so. I don't think they've implied the personalities are... But what, so, so how did Hobbs' uh, how did Hobbs's mother know who he was? Well, I, I mean, presumably her birth records were scanned, in, so she knows what her son looks like. Yeah, but why wouldn't Sophie? I'm in just saying yeah. your face, George. No, no, it doesn't make sense. I'm just saying his his mom knows who he is, but he goes into the world and his fiance doesn't know who he is. Come on, guys, not buying it. I just <laughs> like right. that. Let's, you guys, there's a lot of questions still. Let's move on to episode two, <laughs> yeah. and we'll figure it out from there. Sounds good. Episode six. Three percenters. What's happening to us? Our images were scanned by the lake. Copied into new files. <laughs> Copies which are now luring people to the lake to make new copies. Why are we getting weak? I think our information is being drained, slowly being stolen by the doubles. So, what happened to the girl? Why Florence couldn't heal her? The lake's a programming screw-up with its own digital mission to multiply and replicate. All that non-violence crap is because the copies are fragile. Easily erased. Why don't they just kill us? Because they need us. For what? Bait. Hobbs and his friends encounter a group of deserters whose compound is located near a beautiful lake that harbors a strange secret. Mm -hmm. It opens up on uh, this family of three, this mom and dad and this little, little daughter walking down the road. I I couldn't quite follow it. I guess they're looking for supplies and they're either hiding from Santiago's army or trying to find them. It wasn't clear to me. Well, I took it from the little that I could glean from the beginning uh, that they were... They heard there were some sort of deserters. They were going to get the supplies. They were trying to avoid everybody. Oh, okay. They just wanted to be off on their own with food. They get very thirsty on their walk. So they decide to go to a lake and drink some water, which I immediately was like, don't drink water out of a lake. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Beaver fever? That's what it's called. When you get sick from drinking lake water. It's a real thing. Do you not know this? That's what I thought it was. It was way worse than that in the end. But But, uh, yeah, well... They drink out of the lake and then they cut and it's nighttime. The little girls wandered away and the parents are very sick. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm, don't drink out of a lake, you guys. But about a dozen people wander out of the Terrifying. woods around them. And in the group of people are the parents exact double with a double of their daughter. It was a real X-Files type opening to a show where you're like. Big mystery. Yeah, big mystery of like, how could there be two? Well, and again, I don't know the rules. So I was like. What is happening? And where are the people that I just watched in an episode? Like, I was very confused. I love, by the way, I love that Courtney is the representation of anyone who would be watching Harsh Realm. I think that's the reaction people would have. I will tell you 100% if I just happened onto the show now. I can't speak to the 1999 because, you know, give it a bit of credit, I guess. But I would not keep watching. No, you'd be switching over to see Dharma and Greg. Uh, I didn't really I, watch that. How was that? I pulled out off the top of my head of a show that would be on 1999. I, I wish it's I also back. Is it back? Is it, no. Sure, why not? Haven't they rebooted it yet? No, oh, I not? mean, it's probably in the works, but that's really... Until, it was until, a until Dharma close. makes a racist comment. Oh. Oh. Too soon. Oh, too soon, Roseanne. Too soon. <laughs> All right. This leads us into uh, title credits. Let us know we are in the Adirondack Mountains of Harsh Realm. Waters, who, Courtney, for your information is a former friend of Hobbes from the real world turned enemy in Harsh Realm. Oh, interesting. Okay. It's there with Santiago's army trying to find this missing unit that the uh, family alluded to earlier. But Santiago's not in the episode. He's not in the episode. These were, they just talked These about These are his, again. like, minions yeah. he sent out. Yeah, but... Did, did anyone else think that kid was a little weird looking? Oh, she was absolutely terrifying. I don't know if she's terrifying, but, Super I, but terrifying. I almost, I almost, I hesitate to mention because I don't think there was anything wrong with her or anything. I think it was just that okay. she was, but she, I was just like, oh, she's weird looking. Like she seemed like dressed so? a little. Yeah. It may be, it, they added like her eye. They made her look like she had like, you know, she'd be doing long hours Blonde, on set. Blonde children in those type of things. Like you just think village of the dam. Like it's yeah. just terrifying. Like just, it's just, she meant well. <laughs> yeah like i didn't know i thought like she might be the the leader she could have been santiago yeah better episode i don't know <laughs> for all you knew she could have been santiago. Yeah. but yeah waters is there trying to find his missing people hobbs pinocchio and florence who's back this episode is also there and they're 
it's not clear why they're here other than they're tr also trying to find this missing unit supplies. Yeah. And also they state that they haven't eaten in a whole day and they're quite hungry. Mm -hmm. Can I interject one thing? Mm -hmm. Is this when we see the dog? Where yeah. did the dog come from? Oh, the dog's a character on the show. Yeah, is, the it, is it the, Florence's dog? No, it's Hobbs's dog. Oh my yeah. god! The funny thing about the dog, uh, you'll find out, is that he's they always have. Cute. They well, he's a very cute dog. He, they have to find scenes for him all the time, so he'll either have a scene where like he runs and does something, or they'll have to go. Well, we can't have a dog here, so they'll be like, he'll just disappear, and then later on they'll be like, oh, he was in the tree the whole time. That happens constantly in this show. Like yeah. in that under all that stuff when he was hidden in the car when they revealed that he exactly. was there and he was fine still. Yeah. yeah. Well, they in this episode, I mean, this doesn't affect it at all. They'll come back to the car a couple times and they've like basically left the dog locked in the car yeah. for two or three days. Definitely dead. Can we talk about Florence a little bit? Sure. I mean, I was going to say at we this point, Florence actually goes out uh, weather hunting around and finds the little girl. Yeah. Who's now wandering around. Oh, what did you have? What was your question about Florence? Well, A, why isn't she in every episode? Because she was great. She's from Toronto, apparently. Looked her up. I didn't, I couldn't, I wasn't sure until about halfway through the episode if she actually didn't speak or they were just not writing women lines in the show. A little it's bit a little both. bit of both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I thought she was interesting. I had a good look. No, the, she's she's way more interesting than the two leads. This There's is no question the about most it. screen time she's had. Yeah. Okay. Uh, usually they treat her like the dog and lose her <laughs> lose midway her. through the episode. Yeah. You think uh, that if somebody with magical powers to heal you, you keep pretty so, close. They have to lose her so that uh, Pinocchio can get great lines like, what do we have here? Yogi Boo Boo in the picnic basket? Oh yeah, I did he say that. that in this? Yeah, he said that in this episode, and oh, I thought they want to have him as this like kind of comic relief, but that's about as funny he, a line I, as he gets. I did write. There was two other ones in this episode. I, I, there was a. I mean, I didn't actually write the joke, but it was like the three men and a baby joke. Oh yeah, he yeah. also did that joke, that's which was very topical to like the time period. I think. Which I, I mean, I, I don't like. think it was topical to 1999. No, 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 no. Come out in the 80s. I'm looking Yeah, it was in 80s. That makes sense. But and we'll get to it in the thing. But my favorite line of the entire two episodes smells like barbecue smells like trouble oh i missed that no it was so good when when did they say that when they were going into when they were first getting into the camp oh great that's yeah we're right we about there okay yeah. um so luke let, let me cut you off real quick three men and a baby came out in 1987 and uh its sequel three men and a little lady uh came out in 1990 so even in 1999 that's a pretty bad reference <laughs> yeah fair um thanks for the quick fact check jordan Florence finds the little girl. She's very sick. Mm -hmm. And Florence can't heal her for some reason. So she's a little off put by that. Her, her healing powers have a lot of caveats. A yes. lot of limitations. So, yes, Courtney, with your hand up. So again, maybe I'm trying to combine the two episodes too much. But you said that some people like Hobbes and Pinocchio are real people in mm -hmm. this world. Do you think that the original family that gets sick are real people, are human beings? I think they are VCs. They're all just two copies of the VCs. Usually the only people who are real in Harsh Realm are military people because it's a military simulation yeah. and the military has been sending more and more people in there to kill Santiago. Again, less, lessens the stakes, but okay. At this point, I think we're led to believe, though it's not clear that Florence might even be a VC, but they just yeah, haven't I, got into it. They've, yeah. they've implied, but okay. I, I, that might be a reveal later. But, but. but you're right. It is a actual problem with the show, which is... All of these people are not real people. So it's hard to be not empathetic if we are like Hobbes and we think they are worth saving. Yeah, Hobbes thinks that everything was worth saving. Well, but again, here's the reason why you'd want to save them. Because if they die in the real world, if they get killed, then you, you're saving the real Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. That's our bad. Yeah. You, you don't die in the real world. Like if you were in the unless you were put into the game by the military. OK, so Hobbes would die in the real world because, because he's here head, actually. Here. His exactly. head has wires going into it. Back in the real world. Oh my god! Yeah, but these other people are just scans. It'd okay. be, it's it's equivalent. Yeah, no, of, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. They're you. just uh, photocopies. For, yeah, no, like, I get it. As an example, Sophie's virtual character was killed in the first episode. Very much alive in the real world. Caught it. Okay, we yeah. can move on. It's fine. Courtney's so angry right now. I'm not angry. <laughs> Again, she's she's a representation of I a harsh audience. I have a lot less audience. notes, let's say, on the second episode because I was just like, okay. All right. This is what we're getting into. Florence finds a little girl. She's sick. She can't heal her. At the exact same time, Waters military guys find the same little girl, but a healthy version, her double. This little girl leads them to the lake. The scary cause, lake. Because they're like, where's our mil missing military friends? Mm -hmm. Will you show us? She's like, yes, follow me to the lake. 
And as they get to the lake, she points down at the reflections. The military guys look in. They're like, what's she pointing at? I don't know. They walk away. The reflections stay in the lake. I liked that. Yeah, it was good. I liked it, too. It was it's a bit of a mystery. Something's going on with this lake. Mm-hmm. Point harsh realm. Point harsh realm. Can I say something else? But the do we go? But have we seen the camp yet? No, we're, that's actually where we go right now. Yeah. Okay. Because after we see this reflection, Hobbs and Pinocchio and the whole gang kind of wander into this commune. Mm-hmm. It's like a very hippie-ish kind of yeah. camp mm-hmm. in the woods. Very peaceful. Does it remind anyone else of Walking Dead? I don't watch it, so, so I, I didn't. Wa- so I haven't watched most of it. I saw the first two seasons, and then <laughs> happened to see the finale of three or four. I can't remember. I was with a friend, and it was on at a bar. We watched it. Um, was it Robitaille? It wasn't. There's a whole season. I think they go to this kind of lovely town, and there's like a town mayor or something. He ends up being like the worst character that's been on it. Like he's really savage. Anyway, this whole village kind of really nice. Everyone's peaceful. Everyone's sharing. No violence. It was very similar, and it's basically this town. All right, Jordan. They ripped quick, it off. Apparently, take Look a quick note. Mm-hmm. Uh, One fifty. I will cut all that. <laughs> wow that's harsh that that's was harsh realm. that was harsh realm it's a real thing people that watch the show will oh no no it. people love i i'm i'm it's on fine. your side people really do like the walking dead i i oh is it too uh no no it's fine it's fine i just thought you guys would know it so it wouldn't be a, i wouldn't have to explain it we, we have no time to watch news shows we, we, <laughs> we, only, only, we only watch i mean it, i think this is like six seasons ago to be honest because i think there's like 75 seasons of walking dead anyway all right but yeah they Sorry. go into this village this little <laughs> town and there's a lady washing her clothes with her breast falling out that was my favorite part of the episode because they walk by and they're like "Ooh, hubba hubba and there's no reason for it at all there i loved it zero reason for it the only reason is that she comes back later like fully dressed night like with like you know yeah, i didn't even well, remember did she come back yeah I, she's I was the too one busy. to follow that he chases out into the woods i was trying to remember i'm but like that which one's breasts so were they and i couldn't ways. remember like it's just like oh my god no but you're like so three women in the, the show they, they come they awful. come to the camp look this is not great representation we can get into it there's literally no people of any ethnicity other than white in this show yeah let alone the women like there's a lot of problems with with representation in this show that we could get into if we really wanted to but that's not what we're here to talk about um, we're here. No, no, it's okay. Yeah, no, on. no, that was good. That no, no, was... It's, it's right. You're not wrong. The female characters aren't terribly written But it's written also in just so pointed because you're like, he's noticing her. She's going to come back. Like, that's the only reason I knew that it was the same person. I didn't need to. He could have just followed her out later. It yeah. wouldn't have, didn't well, the, the, what we're going to say is Hobbs and Pinocchio start having an argument about should they stay in this camp or not. And from what I wrote down, the only argument that uh, Tom sort of used to win over Pinocchio was, I'm hungry. And they were like, all right, I guess we'll stay in this that, camp. That might be when they said, smells like barbecue, smells like trouble. Right. That might be where that line happened. I can't believe you missed that. Was that Noam Chomsky who originally said that? I think so. I missed that. I also didn't realize that the woman Pinocchio leers at as he walks into the camp, that was the woman he would follow later. But that makes perfect sense. I mean, I didn't like. I mean, Pinocchio is a creep, but... so it makes sense. Uh, but yeah, there's a leader of the camp who's like, if you want to eat and have some food and stay here, you'll be safe, but you have to give up all your weapons. Yeah. Pinocchio is not into it, but Hobbs, as Jordan said, is very, very hungry. And then they go, okay, I guess if you're hungry, we'll stay here. So they give up their weapons and they go get a like a soup from like a mess kitchen, like chef who's like dishing out soup. Mm-hmm. I knew there's something wrong with that soup right away. Yeah. Well, you're right. <laughs> yeah. You and Pinocchio yeah. caught on. No one else is eating their soup, so he knocks that soup out of. Uh, Wasn't it Hobbs weird though? He, they're they're at this like essentially like a mess mess tent, and everyone's sitting there with the soup, and he's like, "Don't eat the soup!" And he knocks the soup to the wall, and no one really responds, and then no one does anything, and I, and I kept thinking, I'm "Like, who's cleaning that soup up later?" They just have <laughs> the soup all over the wall, the floor. And they just he's a guest. You think? Sorry, guys. I have a bit of a spastic thing with my arms. Didn't mean to. Let me clean the soup up. But he just leaves it. Well, Classic I mean, Pinocchio. Hobbs is the saint. He should really be the one who cleans it up. Yeah. Ugh, he's so boring. Didn't you find him boring, Courtney? Well, you, my allegiances were already with DB, so. Yeah. Mm. Who's a real dirtbag. Real dirtbag, yeah. Dirtbag I, mean, I, 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 I I would say for sure I did write a note that I liked him less as the episodes went on like as a character yeah this yeah. is i mean it's at this point too let's say he didn't i don't think his career blew up after the show i think i think the highlight might have been i think he's been edge. working pretty steady yeah of the cast i think he's been doing okay all right 
for future episodes we'll talk about. Jordan's been looking into it for us. Um, but yeah, to your point, they leave the mess hall without eating and kind of try to go to sleep. But Pinocchio's too like amped up. So he sees that woman from earlier and kind of follows her out to the lake. And when he gets there, he gets reflected in the lake and people come out of the woods. And next time we see him, he's all in for the camp. He's very excited about staying at this camp. So we know he's been doubled. I know they want to show that he's a little different, but he's also just acting like really, really weird. Like he hasn't really been doubled. He's like a lobotomized version of himself. But you already said that Hobbes isn't very smart. So no, no, it's Pinocchio that's been doubled. I know. No, but Hobbes doesn't notice. No, that's true. He wouldn't notice at all. It could have been a different person. Exactly. He goes, I'm Pinocchio. And he'd be like, yeah, it looks right to me. He's so dumb. I can't stand him. <laughs> and Pinocchio at this point manages to entice Florence to the water. Like he grabs the little girl that Florence is taking care of oh, and yeah. drags her to the lake, which gets Florence to the water, which then in turn gets her doubled. And basically the only one left is Hobbes, who is, is just not picking up on what's happening. Yeah. He actually, I think he comes back to camp after all of his friends have turned into doubles and says hey you guys i think there's something wrong with the water he like tries to warn all the doubles there might be a problem with the water Mm -hmm. um and at at which point they manage to drag him to the lake or florence like tricks him into going to the lake and he also gets doubled do you remember this is that when the weird like chest like piece came out of the water i like that effect yeah well that's exactly what happens is we see for the first time how a double is made when they take Hobbs there. It was Hobbs that that happened to. Yeah, the okay. water sort of like T2000, T1000. Yeah, you know what yeah, I yeah. actually rem- I, It made me think of TLC's uh, Waterfalls. Remember that music video? Uh, Vaguely. Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls. I know the song well. And they all turn into like water people at one point. That's what it reminded me of. That's interesting. But yeah, he a double of Hobbs morphs out of the water. And we know now that they've all been doubled. So if everyone is doubled by looking at the water and they're just reflected, why do they even go through the whole song and dance of having people welcome to the camp and they eat the food and all that stuff. Like, why don't when people come, they just grab them and take them down and just put them to the water. Well, we're and getting to that right now, actually. I'm just saying, but right off the bat, like, why even bother with no, all... No, there's a reason. Oh, they is get there? They in the episode. Oh, Do I don't remember. I, I think I missed that, too. I will, I'll tell you, because uh, we're going to go back in a second, but now that Hobbes has been doubled, we finally see what's been happening to them because the double sort of drag him down into this cage, like dog kennel cage mm-hmm. place where they have all the like original people caged up. While the doubles walk around and it's pretty much over for them there. They've all been trapped. So we finally cut back to Waters, who's been like wandering around this whole time trying to find his people. Go ahead. Can I tell you my connection to Waters now? Oh, yeah. Waters. Tell us how you know him. He was in Pacific Rim. Maximilian. Macmillan or something. I don't know. What his no, Ma- I think it is uh, Ma- Max Macmillan or something. I don't know. Maximilian. I don't know. It's a crazy name. It's Max Martini. I think. Martini. That's exactly who it is. But yeah. anyway. Uh, Max Martin. Who is he? It's, in? It's, it's, who is in Epis- he? Who is plays he? Um, one of the dad, the the team uh, in Pacific Rim, and there's a dad, and they have the dog. Was he nice? He was nice. Did you uh, get him some water? I don't know. I was a production coordinator on that. Oh, one. Yeah. The little bit of water. information you need there is that Courtney worked on Pacific Rim. <laughs> That's a little bit of a missing information right. there. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, I was like, he looked familiar, and then I was like, that name looks familiar, and then I clicked on it, and it was. So no, no good Max Martini stories? No, that was the story that I worked on a movie with him. And he was nice. And he was nice. He was nice. There you go. Not a very good mm. story, sorry. No, that was great. Sorry. We, right. we never met anybody. Yeah. Who have you met, Jordan? Jordan Nobody. always likes me to tell Pacific Rim stories. So. I do. I you do. love that movie, It's right? good enough for Pacific Rim. It's good enough for there us, you know? There it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a joke for Courtney and I. <laughs> we could cut that out. <laughs> no, we can leave it. It was great. Uh, okay. Uh, good. Good story, Courtney. Yeah. Thank you. You're but yeah, he was so, so he, he's a repeat, repetitive, a repeating character. Yeah, yeah, he's a repeating yeah. character. He he's sort back. of like a conflicted bad guy. Because right, he's his best friend in real life. But yeah, since but he's in, come to this world. So is he the one that's dating Sophie? Yeah, in this world. In this so world? in the new world, Ooh. he started he started nailing the guy's fiance. That's tough. So that's yeah. kind of why there's a bit of a animosity, and he also shot her later and killed her. So yeah, the, her, the it wasn't a good character. relationship. He didn't, he didn't seem that bad of a guy. He He's not. Ho- Hobbs just has some problems. To be fair, she asked for it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I don't want people to think that he's that bad. Who waters? You. <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> I, I, it never comes across like he's joking. I know. That's why you oh, should cut right? it sometimes. I can cut things out. Sorry. Anyway, Sorry. we cut back to waters and he's still with trying to find his military guys. And this is where it comes up as to why they don't just drag people to the water yeah, when they remember. get there. 
because Waters finds the double little girl again. Mm-hmm. And he's like, where are my people? What's going on? And she's like, kind of like, oh, just follow me. And he grabs her. And he's like, hey, no, why don't you just tell me? And he shakes her and she immediately dematerializes. Right. Oh. Oh, yeah, because they're like fragile, right? Oh, and that's, fragile. And that's what that's we get right. to learn here is Waters is basically the only character out of captivity. Uh-huh. And his crew starts telling him, it's like, hey, this lake's not any of our maps. Right. Um, so this, this lake shouldn't be here. Yeah. And they start talking about how Harsh Realm apparently has a 3% error rate in the game. So something has overwritten the program and put this lake in. And what we're starting to learn is, and what we kind of learned from these cages and from waters, is that these doubles are being produced by the lake. They're just digital copies, and they need to keep the originals alive as they take their digital information from them. And they're very weak until they steal all the digital information away right. from them. Right. That's why everyone in those cages is sick. And they're Although worse. I thought it was because they were just starving to death, which made more sense to me. But it's because their data is being sapped away from yeah. them. They're basically, it's like a succubus. You know what they could have used to help them get out of those cages? Some zip files. Am I right? That's a little thing only for that's from, that's from the last episode. There's little versions of people and they're called zip files. Really? Yeah, cute, that's right? Adorable. <laughs> <laughs> they, they My are, eyes lit up. <laughs> yeah. They are they are very cute, it's true. So Waters actually invades the camp now and kind of takes all the doubles hostage because he's like, What happened to my people? What happened mm-hmm. to Hobbs? I guess his people are there because they're all like he thinks they've deserted because they're doubles there. And all his men are very hungry, so they decide to go into the camp and have some soup. Yeah, I loved it. This is my favorite part of the episode. And and two things happen when they're having soup that alerts Waters that something is wrong. One is the double of Hobbs walks in and just gives himself up, which yeah. which water or Waters is just like Hobbs would never do that. And the second one is one oh, of no. his, can I cut you up? What he actually says, I wrote it down. He goes, "You're always a brave man, Tom, but never stupid." I could not disagree more. <laughs> that that was his clue is that Hobbs would never do something this. Stupid. What you should have known it was a double if he was there like reading a book, and he'd be like, "Wait a minute." That's not, we, you know, everybody knows that Hobbes can't read. Anyways. <laughs> you make a very good point. Yeah, thank you. You make a very good point. And uh, the other thing that clues him in is one of his men is eating the soup. <laughs> and up to this point, I thought they didn't want to eat the soup because the soup was what was going to double them. I thought that too at the beginning of the but episode. But no, you didn't want to eat the soup because the soup has a human toe in it. It's people. It's people. And I guess that's yeah. the barbecue line. What they're smelling yeah. is roasted people. So It's the dead bodies after they get doubled and they're done doubling. Oh, so it's when they're already dead. I when thought they were just. Died. I thought they were just slowly taking pieces. They of might them have off. actually. You know what? There wasn't. There they, was an inference. You do. To that, actually. You do actually get that later because what yeah, happens yeah. is now that they know something's wrong, we get a quick cut back to the cages and the little girl wanders down. Who's kind of admit, the real little girl wanders. It's so weird. The real double. For the real virtual character who's not a double virtual character, but not the real one from the real She's world. She's the first copy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but but it's waters. Like mul- multiplicity. It is like multiplicity. Water says at this point, he sees the soup and he goes, I know where they are now. And then they just cut to the cages. I was like, yeah, wait a minute. He needed, to see, he needed to see the toe soup before he could realize. So he knew the cages were there, but he just thought, and hey, just leave and them over there. They? they were just it, like in the back somewhere? Yeah, they were like in another cabin. It was, I don't unla- know. It was unlikely. It's very weird. Before Waters can figure out where they are, though, the little girl wanders in and she grabs a set of keys and unlocks all the doors for Hobbs and Pinocchio and Florence and her parents so they can escape before... Waters gets there, and actually, this is uh, Hobbs asked her to unlock his first, though, which I thought yeah. was real ballsy. Hobbs, Hobbs first, please. But this is exactly like what happened in Riverworld. Is that's, it? That's right. It is. Yeah. The little girl comes and sort of in the most hopeless moment saves everybody. Yeah. It's, I did. I didn't. I haven't thought of it as a trope, but I wonder if we'll see that more as we go through. Hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't even re- realize that. As soon as they escape. Waters busts in and like this is what you're saying is he sees some of his men and like one of their legs has been partly cut off like that's they're like butchering them alive for meat. Mm-hmm. Hobbs busts in. He breaks his people out. Dude getting his leg cut off. Hobbs meanwhile is back up running away from the camp. But before they leave he knows in order to save their lives for real he has to kill their doubles. So he like goes and like shoots up the doubles of them so they'll stop stealing their data. Right. Because they're all lined up waiting while they're do- figuring all this out yeah yeah and then okay. they then they steal a truck which have you noticed this in the show so many episodes end with them stealing a truck 
a specific or one? Or think about it. I know there was the one where there was the well, explosion on the truck. Last episode, they stole the truck to take to the, mom the mom out. Oh, that's true. It's when, at least been three times. When they go to San Diego City, they steal a truck to drive into San Diego City. They, they steal mm-hmm. a truck. Like, they steal the same truck on the show a lot. Yeah, it is always the same, same truck. truck. But yeah, they steal a is truck. Is it actually the same truck? It, like the same it, style of truck? Probably. I mean, it's, like it's always a, a military yeah. vehicle. Yeah. But yeah, they steal this truck full of supplies, which they then hand off to the family. They're like, here's some yes. supplies for you, so you'll be okay. And then they get in their car and kind of drive away and finally take the dog out for a pee. It's been stuck in there <laughs> yeah, it's for been a stuck while. stuck in the car the whole time. Um, and Waters cuts back to Waters and Waters is like talking to the guy who runs the camp. And he's going to execute all the doubles because they're weird and doubly. And the double warns him that like the lake can't be destroyed. And I only bring this up, like the idea that these doubles would tell him, like, you can't destroy us, even though they obviously can be killed, but that the mm-hmm. lake maybe can't be destroyed. I only bring it up because the title of this episode is Three Percenters. Mm-hmm. So the implication being the 3% of is, is a glitch. 3% yeah. of is, is an error. Is this lake going to keep coming back? Are these three percenters, is this like now a running villain? I think they just want to leave it open with the possibility that they would yeah. come back. It's, it but, would be a good thing to come back to. If but they're not going the to. Like, there's we, this, well, we know they're not going to come There's back. this three yeah. percent error that's going to be a constant like side villain they have to fight. I would say there's a three percent chance they'll come back. <laughs> Nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, but yeah, that, I mean, that unless anyone has any other thoughts, like that's wrapped the episode. But I mean, yeah. does anyone have any final thoughts on either of these episodes? Well, one of the things that I was very excited about when it started that I noticed right away that I was impressed with myself on. I was like, this is the same music. It has to be the same music as uh, X-Files. Yeah, it is. It it's is Mark, Mark Snow. Snow. Yeah. So, and, and I don't know that many composers, but I was just like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, yes. No, you, ma- you make you make a good exact. point. It's, like, it's There's the- a lot of similar aesthetic. Yeah similar like the text on the screen i'm like change it up man no chris carter knows what he likes yeah yeah it's true anyway, it's true yeah. the music was fine we we've said this before but uh, I, if it had gone on i wouldn't be surprised if it crossed over with the x-files like oh yeah an actual episode yeah there's no reason they couldn't exist in the did same they world. and this is I, I just don't remember this and maybe you've covered this already but x-files did they run at the same time at all it was oh okay. yeah this would have been happening at the same time yeah chris carter was actually hoping to end the x-files and he thought this was going to be his new show that was going to go and when on did millennium happened was that it after? had just been canceled yeah uh, right before this yeah it had run in three seasons three yeah, or four yeah, seasons yeah, yeah, and yeah. it had just been canceled okay all right uh, do you guys go on to rate these shows yeah all right so we'll start with reunion courtney you're the guest uh we usually do it out of 10 oh i know i listen to the show is it okay that I changed my thoughts on one after a uh, oh, five after I, I, I watched absolutely. six? There's no wrong answers here. No, no, there's not. But I'll tell you. So I started with a six and then I went down to a five. Ooh. So you're going you're gonna to go in with a five, eh? Five. Yeah. Well, Luke, what do you think? Um, I'm going to get a 4.5. I thought you said this was better. I like the last week's episodes better. This one was, uh, it was I, little. You guys, you guys are going to be really upset with me. I'm giving it a seven. A seven. Yeah. Wow, you liked it a lot. No, I liked. I I thought these two were. They actually felt like actual episodes of TV that someone like myself would would have watched. Well, this is my problem. Like this, it was just all. There's no story in the story. It was just like a bunch of stuff that happened, and I spent most of the episode trying to figure out what that was. And I don't know if that's the fault of the episode, because most. Are you saying it's our fault for making you watch two in the middle? Well, I might not be wrong there, but it might have it might have warranted a better score had I watched the others. I'm not going to. I'm happy with these two. That's good. But yeah. All right. Well, then what do you want to give three percenters? I gave it a 5.5. It wasn't that much better. 5.5. The extra 5% is, it, is because there wasn't um, the flashbacks. So that was a plus. Yeah, you didn't like but the But to flashbacks. be honest, like, and this again, this might not be the fault of the show because I was, I had gone back from my trip and watched both episodes on sunday oh you watch both back to back back to back Big mistake. at sunday at 9 30 after being in vegas for the whole weekend so i don't i didn't fall asleep but and, i don't think we, i was fully aware of the end of this episode as we the learned the w- worst way to watch harsh realm is at 9 30 on a sunday after being at vegas for a whole weekend <laughs> courtney's giving it a 5.5 what do you say luke i'm gonna give this one a six um, oh, I, I, I enjoyed it better than the other one. That's a lot better, though. I, I'm also going to go up a little bit to match my highest 
of all time as a 7.5. A Carlotta's Room score. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Impressive. Yeah. Very few episodes rate this high for Jordan. Yeah. What I just I just thought episode, I thought these were okay, okay TV episodes. I'm telling you, you got to watch the earlier ones. Holy moly. Uh you missed out. Last week was better. Okay. I I disagree. That war episode. one? Was that that one? Did you hear that? That's the answer for that war one. Right, well, Boring. Maybe I won't watch it. Those those levels are peaking real nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, I think that about wraps it up for the episode. Courtney, thank you so much for coming out and being on the episode, being our inaugural guest. Thanks yeah. for having me. Um, hopefully it wasn't too awful for you. It was fun. I had a lot of fun. Of course I had fun. I'm hanging out with you guys. We'll try to bring you back for a better show next time. I have some ideas. Oh, good. Well, we'll consult with those after the show. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, it was a pleasure as always. Thank you. And everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us to talk about Harsh Realm or, uh, you know, just ask some questions. About Tech War, Riverworld. Want to know a little more about Courtney? Send us a message. Yeah. You can get a hold of us at continuumdrag at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at continuumdrag and on Twitter at the same handle. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, guys. Thanks for coming out. And uh, we'll see everyone who's listening. Or I guess we won't. We'll, we'll, we'll see you ever. You'll hear us next week. There you go. All right, everybody. See you later. Bye. That was fun, guys. Continuum Drag is recorded at Astrolab Studios in Toronto, Ontario. Theme music by James Rick Siedler. Produced by Jordan Delick and Luke Black. Special thanks to Adam Wheatner, Jeff Hanley, Emily Carter, and Dwayne Wright. <laughs>